1: what is going on everybody and welcome in here to lakersnation.com i'm your host for tonight's show sean davis filling in for the goat trevor lane out on vacation with his uh with his family uh i don't know how he was able to get that video up with his speeds on the the boat uh his internet speeds are probably worse than mine uh currently so shout out to trevor for getting up that video, those videos earlier on the day. But welcome in. We have a a fun time here tonight. always see, already seen you guys ripping my Chargers. It's okay. It's a long season. Uh, Speaking of which, I have the the Jets game in the background. So praying the Jets win that game. that would be a really, really cool story. Um, If you guys notice, you know, speaking of football, if you guys notice my, uh, my jersey, uh, hanger, if you will, is completely empty. I wore the Anthony Davis one. Uh, I wore the Anthony Davis jersey during the Lakers Nation fantasy football draft show, and I'm leaving it empty until I win the fantasy league. and I get to fill it. I get to add another jersey up there. But nonetheless, let's, let's dive in here into some of your questions and comments. Welcome you guys all in from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Appreciate you guys so, so much for joining me on this lovely evening. Um let's see. Yeah, I like the optimism 18th championship, baby. Well, if you guys just if you guys listen to the podcast that dropped uh yesterday uh that the I, I talked about. I think the Lakers are really really well positioned to win uh championship number 18 and I talked about that there's only truly one team I'm really worried about and then a bunch of like, other teams I think you could worry about. Uh, as I described, like, Tier A, Tier B, Tier C, Tier D. Make sure you guys go check out that episode. It was a ton of fun breaking down the entire Western Conference. Uh, yeah, see? Come on, Trevor. What are you doing, man? Now Trevor is the one who's sleep. There we go. Uh, mustache Fire. Sam, what we're all thinking right now. Sean, I'm great, man. So hyped for Lakers basketball. Well, let's talk about it. And one of the one of the things that's came out today is that Anthony Davis. Well, recently is that Anthony Davis wants to play the four. But there was a report I want to say from Yovan, that also came out today that the expectation is for Anthony Davis to still start games as a five and end games as the five. But we're going to get more minutes with Anthony Davis. As a four, than we've seen in recent years, which, to be completely honest with you, is absolutely fine. I think it makes sense. That if I am Anthony Davis with the current roster construction, I, I don't mind. I, I would kind of want to play the four more. You have Jackson Hayes, who you could view as another big body to pair next to myself, and then you just go get Christian Wood. Now, technically, eighty is probably going to be the five next to Christian Wood. I think we all kind of know that right but i think what ad really wants is just to be paired next to another uh big human being if you will uh on the floor and i think that's all ad truly cares about um but i and that's one of the things oh my god sorry the jets just won the game on a punt return touchdown Wow, okay, that's very bad podcasting, but oh my god. A punt return touchdown wins the Jets the game. Okay, if you're a Jets fan, congratulations. But to continue my point, um, I think I'm going to be doing a a few rotation builders in the, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, One they'll be dropping this week. And then another one kind of previewing how would game plan and match up against like the Phoenix suns. And so far, I I think you're going to have to have a bunch of, or at least definitely some lineups where Christian Wood is on the floor at the same time as Anthony Davis. But one of the things I think the Lakers might going to have some problems with, and that'd be like a problem, but we're really going to see how much the Lakers trusted trust Christian Wood and trust this roster is because and this kind of ties into this comment right here from Ryan. How much do you trust Christian Wood? Because I think there, there's going to be some opportunities, and let me like really quickly pull up. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some opportunities where the Lakers might be able to. Uh, get some minutes with Christian Wood as the five and no LeBron, no AD. I, I, I don't know. I think that's something that the Lakers might play around with. And I think it's going to come down to the trust of Christian Wood. Now, you're going to need, like, you probably go all shooting. So, like, I don't know, Gabe Benson, Max Christie, Torian Prince, Rui Hachimura, something like that um, with Christian Wood or something along those lines. I'm not confident in – uh, how that team how that lineup will play defensively but that could be a uh an interesting group to try to get some scoring at least keep points up on the board in the in absence of LeBron or AD off the floor but anyway Ryan Barnes says how do you feel about playing Anthony Davis 28 to 30 minutes in total a night mixed between the 4 and the 5 given our depth i think right now let me see really quick right now I have Anthony Davis slotted at 31 minutes right now. And I have him slotted with I only have him slotted with Christian Wood for like a small sample size. This is in my kind of rough draft tier maker. I'm not tier maker rotation builder. So right now I have Anthony Davis at 31 minutes and Christian Wood at 20 minutes and LeBron at 30. That's what I'm at right now. I was able to squeeze in Vando minutes still Torian Prince, Max Christie, Ruby, those guys all played uh by at 80 at 31 minutes. So I'm kind of in the same line of thinking. I think the Christian Wood signing gives you more versatility to where like Anthony Davis doesn't really have to play 35 minutes a night or whatever. Um but wow, yeah, that is that is ideal in my opinion. Um Let's see what we got here. Clayton, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was ahead. I thought YouTube TV was behind. So I have it on in the background. And yeah, so I apologize. I did, yeah, that's on me. Uh I lo- uh, this is from my guy Empire Jeff. What's going on, man? Uh he says, I like wood off the bench. Pause backing up Braun and AD and Bando starting at the three. I am still team Bando at the three. And the reason why I'm still team Bando at the three, because one, it maximizes him offensively, technically, uh, where you get to put him a more uh, primary ball handlers and guys that can create for him, for themselves and others. Talking about AD, Braun, uh, excuse me, Austin and D'Lo. And, um... I think also, if we're, if we're fully maximizing Jared Vanderbilt, you have to do that by putting him on the best, more times than not, the best primary ball handler on the opposing team. And I'm sorry, if we're facing the Phoenix Suns the second night of the year, what does bringing Jared Vanderbilt off the bench do for you? Because you're bringing him off the bench and he's guarding, what, Damian Lee? Actually, my bad, Yuta Watanabe or something. like You know what I mean? So, like, uh, I, I think that, the, to fully maximize Jared Vanderbilt, I think it makes the most sense to just start him and put him on the best primary ball handler. And guess what? If you start him, that doesn't mean you have to end games with him and end halves with him, for crying out loud. I think the starting lineup should still be D'Lo, Austin, LeBron, Vando, AD, and you just play Rui more minutes. Like, I don't think it's that hard. Uh Like, again, not, not to spoil anything, but am I current like mock rotation builder Rui plays 17 minutes is that accurate I'm sorry no Bando plays 20 minutes Rui plays 26 oh wait sorry Bando plays 17 minutes Rui plays 26 minutes so it's like Bando can start but that doesn't mean that he has to play 25 to 30 minutes I don't think anybody who has ever said Bando should start was advocating for that so I'm a fan of starting Bando Um and then off the bench it's Gabe it's Max it's Torian Rui Christian Wood Jackson Hayes Cam Reddish I know this is a thing that you know some of you guys are already having a conversation about in the in the comments or in in the live live stream chat and I saw this a ton in in recent videos and you know some Twitter banter but the Lakers have a ton of depth but that is a good problem to have because the Lakers have legitimately twelve dudes that on any given night can play 15 to 20 minutes. And just unfortunately, there's going to be probably two dudes that are going to miss out. And I think the biggest guy that might miss out fully, if everybody's fully healthy, I think the most likely guy to miss out is Jackson Hayes, unless foul trouble happens. Um, I I think he could be maybe a good spark plug energy, energy guy. But I think he's the guy that misses out. I think you might be able to somehow squeeze Cam Reddish minutes in there. Depending on how you feel about Max Christie, as a 2 or a 3? Um, I think Max is a 2. I think Reddish is a 3 personally. Um, not that they can't necessarily play the 2, but, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my long-winded thoughts on the Vanderbilt train, if you will. I don't even know how we got there. I think we were talking about the starting 5. Do you think we would be a good 3-point shooting team this year? This is from Robert. I think I'm more optimistic than a lot of the guys on staff. Like, I know Trevor is kind of down on, not down, but less optimistic, comparatively speaking, about the Lakers shooting. Because here's how I look at it. LeBron James, I refuse to believe, is a 34% catch-and-shoot three-point shooter and, like, 32% overall in the year. And I think the foot injury took away some of the lift on his jumpers, which might be why he kind of went away from the post-fadeaway bag, which was such a lethal part of his game, that second Cavs run, and even early in this Lakers run, like especially the first two years and like the title year and stuff like that. So you have LeBron, who I think is a credible three-point threat. I don't think Gabe Benson's like a 44% shooter or whatever the heck he was in the playoffs, but I don't think it's a 33% shooter either. So you get 36 37% from Gabe Benson on on improved shot quality. I think he's a quality threat. Max Christie's a quality threat. Torian Prince, Rui Hachimura, uh, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Cam Reddish, Christian Wood, who I think that might be his best asset is his shooting. Those are nine dudes that I think legitimately, legitimately can shoot the basketball. And yeah, I don't think we'll be a top 10 three-point shooting team, but like, it won't be a bad one. We won't be a bad shooting team like at times we were last year. Empire Jeff kind of continues on with my point that he says, I prefer starting defense and bringing offense off the bench. Plus, I like the idea of Vando potentially keeping the other team stars and check out the gate. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh. Ooh, my guy, Robert, coming in with the great question. I'm going to actually answer – one quick question here before we get to this Robert question, but what are your thoughts or your views on the team USA losses in the World Cup and the style and the stars now probably committing to the Olympics? I, uh, one, I think this team USA team was already like weirdly constructed and it has never truly fit. I think I don't think I've ever seen a coach's stock drop as significantly amongst like the basketball community as a whole as steve kerr's stock has dropped recently amongst just like the basketball community and and like banter if you will um yeah re- really weird roster construction but this is a good thing the fact that the best players for a team for the united states are going to play next year that's how it should be if we're going to be quite honest with you um and it's going to be fun seeing Braun gear up potentially for one final run. Steph, probably for his last run. KD, getting those guys one more time. And then you're getting like the next crop still. Jason Tatum, hopefully. and got to get him back. Hopefully Bam is able to go next year. AD, those guys. So that'll be super, super fun to watch. Uh, Robert says, how much drop coverage do you think the Lakers will play this season on defense? Or will it depend on the matchups? That is a super... Super, super great question, my guy Robert. And uh I'm so stoked to answer this question. I'm gonna talk a lot more about what to expect from the Lakers schemes in uh in a separate video that hopefully will drop later on this week. Probably doing it in a podcast form. But uh yeah, so I'm I'm gonna put the question back up here really, really quick. So how much how much do I think the Lakers will play drop coverage? I think in general, drop coverage is the Lakers or Darvin Ham's primary defense. He comes from the uh, Mike Boonenholzer's tree, coaching tree, if you will, where it is a ton of drop coverage. If you look at even what Memphis did with Jaron Jackson Jr., it was a ton of drop coverage with head coach Taylor Jenkins, who came from Mike Uh And Quinn Snyder is even a Mike Boonenholzer guy. And in Utah, he was a heavy drop dude. Quinn Snyder's a bit more scheme-dependent or like personnel-dependent because he had Rudy Gobert, so he kind of has to go drop of Rudy, but neither here nor there. But the thing about that Milwaukee team was Milwaukee always had a ton of scheme versatility, and we just didn't see that last year from the Lakers. What I mean by that is the Bucs were able to go from drop coverage to uh, ball screen coverage at the level of the screen uh, hedging blitzing switching things of that nature and just in terms of versatility and their coverages we didn't see a ton of that last season from the Lakers so I, I think that's what I'm most excited to see is because I think now the Lakers in terms of positional versatility role versatility this Lakers team is a more versatile team defensively Austin Reeves can play multiple roles I don't know why he used the first guy I said He's gonna get some slander for that but Reeves, I think, can play a couple of different roles defensively. He is a smart basketball player, and he does compete defensively. Vanderbilt is already like a top ten perimeter isolation defender, uh, isolation defender in the NBA, who I think personally probably thrives in a heavy switching scheme. Um, Anthony Davis, I think, can do some some switching, some hedging, and more aggressive coverages. Christian Wood, technically, recently, I want to say, maybe besides last year, Christian Wood is graded out as a better, like, mobile screen guy as opposed to, like, the, the drop coverage stuff. Uh, LeBron has some versatility. Gabe Benson has a ton of versatility. Max Christie, Torian Prince. Like, you just have a bunch of guys that could do a bunch of different things defensively. And I think now Darwin's going to kind of have to open up the bag of tricks defensively um, and get more creative and get more versatile defensively. So where it's the Western conference finals. Okay. Now if I'm, I don't know the Oklahoma city thunder, I don't, I said them because I had a tweet back in March that that would be the conference finals next year. But if I'm the thunder, okay, I can't just prepare for drop coverage. I have to prepare for some switching stuff, drop hedge it. whatever. It, it's just a little bit more, of a headache or more of a headache is still going to get done, but it's, it's more of a, you know, a pain in the butt. If you know what I mean to prepare for that, than to prepare for drop coverage. Cause I can through synergy, for example, just pull up all the Lakers ball screen, defensive possessions. And for the most part, I'm going to be watching straight drop coverage, but it will be a little bit different if the Lakers were more scheme versatile, uh, versatile. So uh, I hope that answers the question. I do also think kind of put a pretty little bow on it. I do think it'll kind of be scheme dependent, actually. Like, let's see. Um, Denver, you probably kind of have to play drops still, but your drop might be a bit higher. Uh, yeah, uh, it'll kind of be scheme dependent. Let's see. shoot would be okay. I agree. Sean, if you can see this in the chat, do you think the Lakers title odds will drop from plus a thousand, like plus two hundred? Is that where they are right now, plus a thousand? They got it. Last time I checked, they're like plus fourteen hundred. Let me see right quick. Uh, hold on FanDuel NBA title odds. That was the last time I checked, and I'm not like a betting man, technically. No, I don't want to say technically, but like that one, I'm super, super in- intrigued on. Plays a bet on plus thirteen hundred like dog. The Phoenix Suns are plus six fifty. That's bogus to me. Like I'm, I'm sorry. No way. The Phoenix Suns have better championship odds than us. Empire. This is probably the deepest Laker team in the Lebron in the Lebron era, and for sure the most wing depth. Dare I say, thirty nine year old Braun may look younger than thirty eight year old Braun this year. I think this is going to be the less the least amount of toll put on LeBron's body in his tenure as a Laker. That wording was super terrible. So sorry to podcast listeners, but I think I conveyed my point there. Like in terms of the amount, the exhaustion that's going to be on LeBron's body come the end of the season, it's going to be the least amount that we've seen. I think in LeBron's tenure as the Laker and dare I say in LeBron's entire career, entire career, but I I don't think the production is going to drop off. Like I think, at worst, LeBron's going to average 23 points, but, like, shrug, right? Because uh, I think when it matters most, LeBron's still going to get you 26 points plus. Uh, what do you think of a Kyle Kuzma-style extension for Vando? Uh, $40 million for three years with finding your year player option. Good deal for both sides. I am not going to lie to you. I read, what do you think of a Kyle Kuzma-style extension, and I thought about the, the deal he just got. I'm not going to lie to you. My... Heart just dropped for like half a second, and then I read the rest of that sentence. But three years, forty million dollars. So, Av, you're looking at like fourteen point three. No, it's not fourteen point three. Like thirteen point three. Yeah, I'm down. I'm game. Just like slightly more than a full veteran, uh, full mid level exception. Yeah, I don't know if I if I'm Bando, I'm doing that. Like I think if I'm Bando, uh eh, maybe I am. Like it's the I was gonna say three years to 42 million, but it's a two million dollars that big of a deal when I'm getting a player option on the third year. So I don't know. If I'm the Lakers, I'm doing that. Cause worse come worse, you can trade that contract. And like it's just another, you know, stack that's not a word. It's another contract that you can stack on top of other contracts and get a in accumulate a big contract via trade because that's where a lot of the you know player movement stuff happens now is via trades i was just about to say stackable contract stackable is not a word at least i don't think it is comment let me know let me know chap pretty sure stackable is not a word why are you a chargers fan just growing up watching the chargers uh and even like getting older and stuff like that because I'm, I'm totally still 46 um and like watching guys like lt Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson, guys like them. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Good times. What do you think about the potential change to force players to play nationally televised games not allowing load management on stars? I think it's kind of a big overcorrection. But I get where the NBA is coming from and they're missing out on money. Because, like, think about it this way. if I, As a fan, right? Right. It not It is like a non-Laker fan. Not even as a non-Laker As a Laker fan thinking about watching another game, am I going to go out of my way and watch a national televised game of Clippers versus Celtics, but Kawhi, Paul, Jordan, that's a very bad example. I picked our two biggest rivals. Uh, okay, better example. Dallas versus the Heat, and Luka, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, and Bam are all sitting out. I'm not turning that game on, so... From an NBA standpoint, I kind of get it. I think it's an overcorrection, but I get why they did it. Uh, let's see what else we got here in the chat. Do we have any assisted coaching spots left? If so, who slash what aspect do you think Darby needs to add to his coaching staff to balance it out? I don't know if we have any assisted coaching spots left. I want to say we lost two guys. I forget who, and I honestly forget where to. No, we lost them to Phoenix. We lost him to Phoenix. Uh, I want to say it was like the video coordinator and one other guy. I, I, I Again, the, the names are escaping me right now. But they went to Phoenix. We did bring in Damari Carroll. The one thing, I, I think the veteran assistant coach narrative was kind of dragged out and kind of overrated last year. But I do think an, a, a veteran assistant coach could have helped Darvin with some of the in-game management some of the, like, timeout stuff, some of the rotation things. Because I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, it's kind of hard to get reps of those unless you're in that scenario. And I'm going to speak from personal experience. I'm not an NBA coach, but I'm an assistant coach right now currently for a high school varsity team. So from personal experience, I want to be a head coach in a couple of years. I know, like, probably the biggest thing that, like, I'll have to get used to is in-game rotation management and in-game timeout management because I'm not personally in charge of the rotations and I don't call the timeouts because I'm on the bench if that makes sense right so assuming Darvin Ham doesn't call timeouts or he didn't in Milwaukee and assuming again this is me going under assumptions here who knows what his role was in Milwaukee truthfully but assuming that he wasn't the guy managing the rotations in Milwaukee it could kind of make sense why Darvin Ham kind of struggled with those two facets of the game last year in terms of his timeout management, the rotations at times, especially. And that makes sense. It truthfully makes sense. And I kind of sympathize with Darvin Ham in that way from a coaching aspect. So that is the one thing that I think a veteran assistant coach, like, I don't know, this is the first thing that pops in my head, but like Terry Stotts come in to help Darvin manage the timeouts or like, And obviously, chip in, and you know, he has a great basketball mind, but like be here to help, like Darvin, get his feet wet, manage some of the timeouts and the in game management stuff. Cause I truthfully think, from a schematic standpoint, with some fine tooling, the Lakers are fine. And dare I say, the Lakers are in a better spot than they were schematically than they were in the Frank Vogel era, the Luke Walton era. Okay. Basically, under any Lakers coaching staff, since Phil Jackson. um, Like, That's how confident I am in this coaching set from a schematic standpoint with improvements that I am expecting heading into next season. Apologize for kind of the long-windedness of the the, uh, answer, but I think that was a great question from Ryan. Uh, Jillian, another great question. You guys are freaking killing it tonight. Do you see LeBron play more as a point guard or off-ball player next year? I feel like this roster gives LeBron tons of space so both could work. I think personally, I would love to see the Lakers use LeBron Moore as an off-ball player. I think he's a top 10 off-ball player in the NBA right now with the potential to be like the best off-ball player with increased volume. Just his impact off of cuts, where on the stampede cuts where he gets to make either just get easy layups and easy dunks off of his cutting ability, or he gets to utilize his top three basketball IQ, top three playmaking ability still, and his rim pressure threat to create driving kickouts for actual good shooters this year, like D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent, Max Christie, Torian Prince, Christian Wood, Rui Hachimura, etc. cetera, right? So I'm hoping we see LeBron Moore as an off-ball role this year and he gets to create like cheap 25 points per game for himself where he's not exerting himself a ton. And he's still getting his numbers, right? And he's still efficient. What do you think Austin Reeves' numbers will ha- will be this season? Like, I don't know, 17, 5, and 5, something like that. 17, 4 and 5, maybe. I'm gonna get called out for being too high on uh on Austin now. Empire says, Man, I'm so high in the thunder. They position uh they're positioned so well both on the floor and as the And as far as trade assets slash draft assets go. Yep, I agree, man. I love that team. Sam Presti, great job. Okay, somebody uh, stackable is a word. Thank you for confirming that to me. Uh, Robert says, the Phoenix team reminds me of the 2022 Lakers. Guys will not lock in on defense because they think their offense will pick up the defensive slack, which is not true. Defense wins championships. I know it's super cliche, but like literally you need a top 12 defense to win a championship unless you are the 2022 Denver Nuggets who are 2023 Denver Nuggets, excuse me, who, by the way, just has probably the best player on the planet right now, or like the most unstoppable two-man game currently in the NBA, or the 2000 to 2001 Los Angeles Lakers that, oh, by the way, had... Shaq and Kobe, who I guess were pretty good. They're only, like, first ballot Hall of Famers, arguably both top five players of all time. Like, no biggie. And that defense was a lot better once Derek Fisher got back from injury. So, like, shrug. I have no faith in that Phoenix Suns team. I've gone as far as to say I think they're a first-round exit. Unless they can be a, a top 15 even defense, which I don't think they can be. Uh, let's see. Okay, again, more people confirming to me that stackable is a word. Thank you. Terry's thoughts is with the Bucks now, huh? That's interesting. Guess I missed that. That's a good hire. Wait, currently, like with Adrian Griffin. Oh, okay. That's a great hire. Then I missed that. That went under the wa- the radar. Uh, which teams from the East will be the toughest matchups in the finals? Will we make it next year? Boston, because I think Boston has the best perimeter scoring player in the East. Combine that with another good perimeter scoring player. I, I think the loss of Marcus Smart's going to be kind of overrated for them because I think Derek White is going to be able to beat like do just fine, uh, and I think Kristaps. Dobbs- God, like, if you can freaking stay healthy, they're going to put up a ton of points. Uh, I'm not going to lie, man. Milwaukee really doesn't scare me a ton. Maybe they should because of the Giannis, but, like, they, they don't really scare me a ton, man. I'm, trying, I'm writing down the East teams in my head. Maybe Cleveland, if Mobley, like, takes that next step. Miami, if they get Dame, but, like... I'm not going to lie, man. None of those East teams scare me. So like if the Lakers make it out of the West, I'm fine. None of those East teams scare me at the moment. I'll say like maybe Boston, but like Lakers in six get Rondo as an assistant coach. I've never really understand the hype around wanting to get Rondo as an assistant coach, but I get it. I think he has a great basketball mind. I think he'll be a great coach one day, but like I've I just like the over like ex, like, People being overly excited about it has never really like done anything for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Uh, LeBron to 80 at the four is where he needs to be. Ham was very stubborn in getting that message. Let's talk about this, shall we? <laughs> All right. So look, Anthony Davis, and this ties into Joseph's question. Do you think AD can produce like he did playing the four, shooting threes a perimeter? Awesome. So, Anthony Davis, the player, is probably, I don't even want to say probably, Anthony Davis is at his best, like, creating for himself as a four. That's where he's at his best at. Think of, like, a a less version of, Cat, of what Cat's kind of going through, where Cat at the five is a lot better creating for himself because he's a lot quicker and whatever. And you put him at the four where, like, the quickness isn't as extreme, right? The comparison's like flip Ray D, right? Where, where he's playing against fours, he can lean up a little bit. He can use his size and strength still, even though he's kind of leaner or was leaner, to play on a perimeter, use his handle, his advanced handle for a seven-foot big, and create for himself in the mid-range and three-point arc. But consistently, since Anthony Davis has been a Laker, the Lakers have been better with AD as a 5. Like, very consistently. It's not even close. Let me let me see if I can pull up some cleaning the glass uh, data here right quick. Because it is not even close uh, how much better the Lakers have been with Andy, Anthony Davis as a 5. One sec, this is bad podcasting, but i i I just think one offensively they get to have better floor spacing with Anthony Davis as a five, especially considering who they paired him with in the past. uh, I think I have it pulled up now. positions All right, here we go. Anthony Davis. Okay, that's not what I wanted. Let's see. Lineups. Here. Let's see. Alright, let's do it this way. I'm gonna pull this on. Let me share my screen for you all. Share my screen for you, lovely, lovely people. Uh cool. Los Angeles Lakers. Shout out to Clean the Glass once again. Uh Los Angeles Lakers lineups. Let's go back to the championship year because for some freaking reason, people just have revisionist history about this championship team. So 2020. I'm sorry, 20 2019, 2020. And let's filter lineups out where Anthony Davis is the five. Okay. This is in the regular season. The Lakers were plus five. Right, plus five in the regular season when Anthony Davis is the five. When Anthony Davis is the four in the regular season, Lakers are plus five. So, about the same, right? Let's go to the playoffs, shall we? Anthony Davis at the five in the playoffs, plus eight. I mean, I'm sorry, at the four. Anthony Davis at the four in the playoffs, plus eight. Anthony Davis at the five in the playoffs that year, the championship, plus 15 on 915 possessions, folks. Let's go to the next year. Next year, Anthony Davis is the five. Plus 19, not a ton of possessions because this is the year you got hurt in the playoffs, but plus 19, okay? At the four, minus 12 on 270 possessions, okay? Let's go to the regular season. Anthony Davis at the four, plus five. Once again, good, really good still. Anthony Davis is a great basketball player, so that doesn't surprise me. Anthony Davis at the five in the regular season plus oh wow plus 16.9 so folks i'm not necessarily i don't care a ton because at the end of the day all i care about is the lakers winning and lakers succeeding but and only so i didn't show any other season after the that is because those are the two seasons where Anthony davis really played any significant time at the four but the lakers have consistently been the better team when Anthony Davis is the four, I mean, excuse me, when Anthony Davis is the five, I don't want to misspeak there. Okay. So I'm sorry. I think we'll see some AD at the four, but I just think the Lakers will and have shown they're the better team in is the five. I think the Lakers will, have, will legit have a top five defense next year. I just wonder where the offensive rating will be. I think the Lakers will have like a top five. Fourteen offense and the top six defense. If they're, if they're still healthy, if they're healthy, yep. Uh, shout to Anthony for providing who the Lakers lost. Pacers. I like that Pacers team a ton, but as a sleeper to come out of the West, I mean the East. Nah, though they might win a round. If they get a favorable matchup, they can win a round. What role would Amari Carroll play on Darvin Tam coaching staff? I'm honestly kind of expecting him to fill the void that Jason Pastoric, I hope I pronounced that correctly, that Jason Pastorick, uh left being player development. That's typically what these ex-players, especially in the Amari Carroll like type of role, mold, come in and do their kind of player development type dudes who can for a good locker room guys that can help the young guys and things of that nature. Oh, my shoulder hurts for some random reason. All right. Three, uh, three theory F. I'm uh, sorry. Five. I. I don't know why I said F. What's up, Sean. Now with the roster the Lakers have in after last season, what are your expectations for Darvin Ham? He has so many options now. What I want to see from Darvin Ham is I want to see Darvin Ham, one, get more versatile with the schemes defensively. That is what I want to see, right? I want to see improved in-game adjustments with schematically, rotations, timeouts, things of that nature. I want to see more diversity in the offensive play calls and more like fully built out offense like I think the Lakers kind of like put like just threw everything at the wall to see what stuck at the trade deadline and you know kind of Phoenix, Phoenix X which I talk about in the uh the video breaking down the Western Conference but now you give Darvin Hammond and Chris Gent a full off season where they get to kind of you know build out a full offensive philosophy with NBA players that fit this scheme, and I think we're going to see a more thought-out, less, uh, what's the word, less predictable, maybe, offense from the Lakers next season, so I am super, super excited to see that. So, best at power four. I don't know how what we just saw indicates that Anthony Davis, that the Lakers are better with 80 at the four. AD is better as a four, but the Lakers have been consistently better with AD as a five. And that's just facts. Uh, Let's see. Do I think Ruri Hachimura can have the consistency to shoot 38% from three? Uh, sure. 38? Why not? I think between 36 and 38% is right around what I would expect for Rui next year. Um, I don't think I can expect Rui to shoot, what was it, 40% that he shot last year in the playoffs from three? That was kind of absurd. But 38% sure, why not? Uh, Let's see. Can the Lakers be a top three defense if everything goes right? If everything goes right, there's only one defense that I think could be better. Hold on, let me just double check. Maybe two. And one of these teams I have to see because of their new defensive scheme. Uh, because of their new head coach. Like, I'm kind of assuming they would keep the same defensive scheme, but one is like Memphis. I still think with Triple J and like they they have good talent still. Ah, never mind. I'm taking that back. I think the Lakers can have a better defense. The two teams would be like Milwaukee, because Giannis, Brook, and Drew Holiday is a hell of a like foundation for an elite defense. And then honestly, Cleveland, like their guards don't get enough credit for the like how well they compete defensively. And then you have the like just two giants, nevin Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, like. That, that's going to be a really, really good defense. So yes, the Lakers, if everything goes right, can be a top three defense, which is good enough to win an NBA championship if you haven't been keeping up. Uh, Let's see. Sean, what type of uh, plays do you think Ham... What type of plays do you think Ham will run? Do you think the Lakers will engage in more mid-range sets? Eh, not really. Like sets to get a design mid-range look no because it's not 2005 I think we'll shoot some mid-range shots I think Braun will take some AD Austin Rui D'Lo so like they'll take them but like I don't think they're gonna say hey out of the timeout we're gonna run you know this high low post action to get to get Rui this 10-foot mid-range jumper like consistently like where we're running it over and over again maybe it's like a random ato action or something like that ato means out of time uh after timeouts if you didn't know uh but i don't know i think i think we're to see more diversity in in their play calls the biggest thing i think we'll see christian wood helping is like the lakers delay series which they really really struggled at. and i'm gonna share my screen and pull up like my my whiteboard, one second, let me pull up my, uh, this is bad podcasting for uh, for anybody listening to the podcast side, but if you're listening to this on the Lakers Nation feed, you're going to get a treat here. So let me pull this up right quick. So all delay is, is like NBA turn for five out, right? Everybody runs it. It's just how efficiently can you run it? So let me pull up my whiteboard here. See, this is stuff I can do now since my Wi-Fi is improved and it's not crappy. Um, so like chat really quick, uh, make sure I don't have it pulled up yet. Can you guys see my screen fine? Uh and let me make sure I am all cleared up on the chat and not uh let's see. Okay, cool. We good? Can you guys see everything fine? But all delay action is is essentially where it's the five man up top, and I don't know if we just purposes let's go three in the corner four in the corner let's go two and the one up top all right let's just let's just do everything like that right but let's say this is Anthony Davis right this is AD this is Braun right this is Jared Vanderbilt right you know what I mean this is D'Lo and this is Austin, right? Sure, the two man game might be a little bit like it could be good with Bron and a- with uh, Austin and AD or D'Lo and AD. But one thing that D'Lo like really underwhelmed with last season uh, is his three point shooting on pull up attempts. I'm gonna pull this up right now, actually, but wish I had it on me. But D'Angelo Russell as a Laker kind of disappointed. In terms of his pull-up three-point shooting. And I'm going to fact-check this before we continue. But I want to say he shot like 35% maybe from three as a Laker. Uh, one sec. I got to go to and find it here. Because Synergy doesn't like me today. Synergy wants me to do everything the long way and not have fun. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, where is he at? Like he wasn't super, super efficient, honestly. D'Lo last season on dribble through on pull-up threes, yeah, He shot 32% on pull-up threes for the Lakers. Whereas for Minnesota, even last year, he shot 38% on pull-up threes. So just imagine. Hold on one second. I move my light. Just imagine the Lakers get that 38% three-point shooter on pull-up threes and D'Angelo Russell back. That's going to be a big thing, but regardless, right? This is what the defense was doing with the Lakers last year when they tried to go five out, right? When you go five out with the Lakers, guy right there, Austin's man's right there. Bando's man doesn't give a flying F about what he's doing. Braun's only shooting 34% on threes. We're going to pack this in. And I don't know, right? Maybe, like, D, those guys, a little bit of hugging off, right? But if you want to go two-man game with 80 and Austin, for example, right? So let me take that off. Let's say they went two-man game. So we're going to pass it here. Let's fast build this thing. So now Austin has the ball, as you can see right here. as He has the circle. 80's gets going to set a ball screen, okay? 80 sets a screen. And when Austin comes off this screen... This guy's probably going to help, or at least stunt, right? But if AD tries to roll on the lob for a potential lob opportunity, you have Tag Man, you have Tag Man, and there's just no spacing anywhere. And also, AD can't take advantage of this 10-foot like amount of space that he has because AD isn't a positive three-point shooter, right? So now... I'm going to kind of erase this. I think I can erase this, right? Let's erase this. Or at least let's erase the defense. Right? Now, let's add this as Christian Wood. As Rui Hachimura. We could keep Braun in the corner. As Austin Reeves. As D'Angelo Russell. Now, you cannot play... This five man right here, Christian Wood's gonna hit this shot like a forty five percent clip on open catch and shoot threes or whatever it is, right? So, yeah, podcast listeners gonna be so confused. I apologize. If I'm gonna do this as much as I can, uh, best as I can. But um, and now with the increased floor spacing, hell, one of the things that we I broke down when with the Ham scheme. They're gonna have this guy when you go like this. Blend four out, one and five out. How this can be AD, right? And then you just go ball screen game. So again, let's uh, let's pass the ball. Let's let's have him. Uh, we have Christian. What pass it to D'Lo? Okay. Uh, let's build this thing out right here. Okay, cool. Let's go ball screen. Right, ball screen. D'Lo comes off. Right, if they want to like overcommit, okay, cool. Now all you got to do is just pro pass this in the AD 80, 80 in the dunker spot. That's a dunk, right? So the offensive floor spacing is going to open up so much next year by bringing Christian Wood in, and the Lakers' delay series is going to benefit so so much from that. It's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, I wish I had my other computer up here so I could tell you guys the numbers on the Lakers half court delay action uh follow me on twitter i'll post something on that later on but i mean i did not even remember where i got that from or like how that conversation started but like i really really do believe that the lakers offense specifically the delay actions and things like that that's why i think christian wood's gonna play like 20 minutes because the offense is gonna be so much better with christian wood on the floor and i think in, in a role where christian wood maybe is a Weak side, uh, is a weak side rim protector, and you stuff eighty is the main guy. I think that might be a role that could, you know, see the most uh use of, of Christian Wood defensively. So it's gonna be interesting there. Ah, oh, man, I don't know how Trevor does the these hour long podcasts by himself, but I'm able to get through with you guys. So I appreciate you. Are you proposing any of these schematics with who, how, and when? Uh, which schematics? Like which one specifically? So I can better answer the question for you if you're still here. Sean, do you think we'll see a strong season from d Him being good at what he's really good at. I think you need him too, man. Because I think you need d to be that 38% three-point shooter on pull-ups and not that 32% guy. We need d to be D-Lo. Uh, let's see. Why do you people believe Sean can see the future? He's a high school girls basketball coach, SMH, high school boys basketball coach. Uh I'm not sure what that comment's supposed to be, but neither here nor there. It's cuz yeah, Trevor is yeah. It's cause Trevor used to teach. Yeah, that's that's also true. Uh that's the only thing Wood can do. Pause. Uh, she's right. It might be too late in the evening for mathematical schematics. I don't think I was like too big on math. I said some percentages, but like it was mainly just like X's and O's. Um I don't know what Wood's good at though. Outside of shooting. Pause. Okay. Let's let's see what other comments we have. <laughs> oh man. Uh that's gonna be like we're gonna have to say a lot of pauses this year. Like that, that's gonna be it's gonna be a headache. Uh, I think we will see a lot of minutes with D'Lo Gabe and Reeves together. Ham is still the coach. I think Ham, like, I think the three guard lineups are more of a result of the roster Darvin Ham had. So like, shrug. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not gonna like. I think people were too. Overly critical of what Darvin Ham was last year. Where I'm like, when when you gave him a competent roster, he was an above average head coach last year. um But <laughs> when you gave him a, a crappy roster, wasn't things weren't that pretty? So I don't know. I think I don't think that's a coincidence. Give good coach, good roster, good results. Give good coach, bad roster, bad results. I don't know. I don't think it's rocket science. Uh, What people don't get is that they expect Dido to be red-hot playing off the ball like he's a catch-and-shoot shooter when it's not his game at all. Okay, again, I would like say he wasn't even really great at what he does, though. And actually, if I'm Darvin Ham—hold on, let me find this Laker data again. If I'm Darvin Ham, shoot, he was better as a catch-and-shoot guy than he was as a, as a uh, pull-up dude. So if I'm Darvin, I'm going to keep using him that way. Like last year, at least. like He shot he shot 70 catch-and-shoot threes. He shot 58. I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait let me backtrack. He shot 115 catch-and-shoot threes. He shot 86 pull-up threes as a Laker. And he shot 39% on catch-and-shoot threes as a Laker. And he shot 32.6% on pull-up threes as a Laker. Like, yeah, if I'm Darvin... Up those catch and shoot looks because why Why wouldn't I like he'd be shooting 40 from on those looks? Uh, yeah, when he had a good roster, the Lakers were the best team in the west for like the last 30 games with said good roster. I really like the Moy Hodge. I think all those G League guys, or really like all the guys we got this year, kind of like a year away, it's so like Des Hodge, Colin Castleton, Alex Fudge jhs maxwell lewis give them a year give them a year and you're gonna have five okay maybe not all five we're gonna hit but like three out of those five dudes are gonna be bona fide rotation players if not better market and if i had to bet money i would go i'm gonna go four i'm really confident that max jhs colin and no, i'll go three if i'm betting money give me give me uh lewis, Hodge, and lewis those are the three I have the most confidence in. The most confidence in. Max Christie was game bodied by heavier players on defense. I think he's added play strength, and he's added some some muscle to where I think he can handle that a little bit better. We'll just have to see him preseason, so it's all speculation now. But I think he has added that play strength that is so important that he's going to need to have a successful season next year. All right, let's see what other comments and questions we have in here. I appreciate you guys. We're, we've almost gone about an hour just talking Lakers basketball here in uh in September. So I appreciate you guys so, so much. Uh, Really quick, if you guys care about football, uh, the Jets believe that it is an Achilles injury for Rodgers, though no more tomorrow is, I think, the rumored report. Oh, uh, yeah, MRI tomorrow. But the Jets do believe it's an Achilles injury. Uh, this year will prove Delos' best days are behind him or not. His best days, he's an all-star. I don't think is an all-star anymore. Shrug. I just don't think that. And I'm doing a, a film breakdown on D'Angelo Russell uh, in the future. I don't know. I just don't think he's an all star anymore. But I think he's not a bad, you know, point guard either, which is another massive narrative that I keep seeing is that, oh, Dilo stinks. Oh, Dilo's a bad point guard. Rather keep Dennis than pay Dilo. I'm like, you're absurd. Like, Dilo's a really good point guard. All right. Appreciate you guys for the support throughout tonight's show. We're still, like, rocking 800 solid, too. You guys are amazing. All right, guys. Well, that is it. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to talk some Lakers basketball with me. We're about an hour in, man. I can't wait. I want to say we're, what, 26 days away from Lakers basketball being back? Let's go, man preseason is almost here i can't wait make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast give us a five star rating and review if you're watching here on the youtube end. thank you guys so so much You guys make sure you guys smash that like button hit that thumb uh hit that post notification bell as well so you guys never miss a beat when we drop great content i'm gonna have video on Christian Wood soon. I'm going to talk about and break down the Lakers' schemes in the coming days and weeks. A bunch of other great content on the way. And let me know what you guys want me to do. X's and O's, Y's, whatever. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore DAVI. Hit up my DMs, whatever you guys want to do to let me know. Or just put down the comments. I love taking you guys' suggestions on what content you guys want to see. But I appreciate you guys so, so much. Until next time, everybody. See ya. And stay safe.